Well, good afternoon. I'm delighted today to be joined by Brad Skistimus, also known, more uh, often known as Five Times August. Uh, Brad has provided the UK column and indeed the world with its soundtrack to COVID-19. Brad, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you today. How are you? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Now, I said that we... We we we'd seen we see you as as our soundtrack to the COVID nineteen um, uh, uh, craziness, insanity, uh, government overreach, uh, oppression, and all of these words. And um, I, I want to start off um, with the first song of yours that we ever featured on UK Call. Um, we have a very strict no bad language rule on UK column. It's maybe not as strict as it once was, but it's still pretty strict. And, and the background to this is um, we, we broadcast a lot of what is termed in Britain Middle England, and they just don't toler tolerate um, bad language. And it really turns them off, and, and we lose the audience very quickly. We, we learned this right at the start. Uh, so we have you know, this quite strict policy. So I came up with a song, and it was called Jesus, What Happened to Us? So I said to the team, look, this isn't swearing. This is praying. You really need to listen to this song. So they all listened to it, and they all loved it. And we put it on, uh, we put a clip on the UK column news, and we, we talked about what it meant and what it meant to us. Um, so uh, I, we've got a little short clip to play just now. So perhaps if we play it, you could then tell us what it means to you. and. I'll have some other questions sure. about it. So this, this, this was the one that introduced us to you. Jesus, what happened to us? Mark, Jack, Bill, Joe, they'll tell you what you need to know. They'll give you your permissions and tell you where to go. Lights, camera, action, edit. We're so pathetic. You believe it because you watched it. You believe it because they said it. Now everybody stay home and rust. Jesus, what happened to us? We, we loved that. We loved it, I think, partly because of the spiritual aspect and the sheer heartfelt cry that was all the way through that song. So, uh, Brad, how, how do you feel about that, looking back at that now? Because that's from, what, two years ago? Yeah, that came out last year. I started releasing these songs in January of 2021, and I had, um, I had started this pandemic era um back in 2020 doing parody songs as a joke while everybody was locked down and quarantined and then longer it went the the less funny it got you know <laughs> and so I, I i i decided you know i was done with that like it just started getting old and boring and then the more like 
the way the longer the whole thing kept going it shut me off it shut me down and i didn't i didn't upload anything to the internet for for months and uh you're exactly right uh these the first two songs i put out were they came from a place of prayer the first song i released was called god help us all and then the second one was jesus what happened to us and they both sort of came from that you know they they came from phrases everybody says whether you're religious or not but for me that was kind of the point to to get people thinking about that and um yeah it the the sad thing about it is that those songs are now you know they're they're a year and a half old and they've become more relevant than they were when i first put them out the longer they sit and marinate in in this era um they get more and more relevant which is is disturbing in a way it is um we talk a lot about the spiritual aspect of the fight that we're in and we're seeing um even quite mainstream secular commentators in the united states talk about this is a spiritual battle. They can't find any other words to express what it is we're up against. The strange decay of our society, the fact that our government is turning from what we were brought up to think it was, mm -hmm. mostly benevolent, mostly benign, to something that's completely contrary to everything that our nation has ever claimed to to stand for it's a very strange sight to behold um was it with the next clip we've got is from god help us all um and um let's let's play just a little a little a minute of that if we could lock down all towns everybody slow down give them everything you have Mask up, backs up, get your body trashed up, better do what they ask. It's alright, okay, sorry but you can't pray, gotta keep the church doors closed. No superstitions, a saint politician will tell you what you need to know. Citizen fools and brand new rules make everyone a hero now. So keep your distance, no resistance, only do what you're allowed. Cash that check, go dance in the wreck, but just don't speak your mind. Get your facts from the paid contracts, cause never would they tell a lie. They don't know me. They don't own me. Oh, God, help us all. Look what we've become. mentioned in that song um, about doing what they ask and, and this this was obviously a, a huge part of what we were seeing and it was it was a strange sight to behold because it it equated obedience with virtuousness you know following the government diktat was seen as the very definition of of goodness and we were seeing it as the very definition of cowardice and we were in the minority but it was a growing minority that, that saw things that way. Um, on, on this um, obey side, is it, was this one of the main drivers, one of the things that didn't sit well with you? 
Yeah, you had just mentioned, you know, the battle between good and evil. And I was thinking about what happened in, in those months between, you know, like I said at the beginning, it's kind of like everybody just sort of went with it and wasn't sure. And then it kept getting longer and longer. And I think people started filtering, filtering life as they were seeing it. You know, the division that was happening, not just here in America, but all around the world from this situation. And for me, like it went from, uh, you know, oh, there's right versus left, or there's maskers versus non-maskers, or the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. But really, it kept filtering down and down into this is just good versus evil. And um, the more you, the, as soon as you wake up to that idea, um, you just sort of, you start to see it everywhere. And that's where that, that first song sort of came from. It was like, we don't really have any other option than to pray, than to, than to ask God to, to help us through this time. Because it is so divisive and evil does sort of have this stronghold on our, on the entire world right now there's power hungry people and and uh you know when you look back on on the clips of uh i just shared on my twitter last night saying don't ever forget this because we had officers shoving people down on the ground over masks choking them beating them you know and we're so quick to forget about these things because uh i i guess forgive and forget on that side you know um, but we should never forget those things. Um, and, and those are the terrible things that we have to recognize that that's who we are now. Oh, we, we, will, we will force you down on the street in the name of health, and we will beat you and choke you if you do not do what we say. But it's for your own good. You know, it's such a twisted way of, of, uh, of life. And yeah, it didn't sit well with me. And, and uh, I, you know, as a musician, you're looking around for your heroes, your rebel heroes, your rock and roll heroes, and none of them were speaking up, you know, and you're supposed to speak up at these times. And, and that, that was another driver that made me sort of want to speak out through music. My music was, where is everybody? You know, we're supposed to be the non-compliant rock and rollers. I never felt like that uh, my whole career up until I started speaking out and I had people close to me calling me dangerous all of a sudden and spreading misinformation. And, you know, uh, it, it's a it's a weird thing because you're just trying to speak out on what's important to you and stand up for what's right. But then you're labeled something else. One of the lines in that in, in God Help Us All was, was no prey. And the fact that the, not only did the rock and roll generation kind of get posted missing, uh, many other sections of society did, including most of the churches. In, in Scotland, the government shut all the churches down, couldn't go into church. And uh, there was a group of churches took them to court and actually won. They, they, they got the, the law overturned um, eventually. And the number of churches in the whole country that formed part of that, that lawsuit was 12, a good biblical number. Only twelve in the whole country, and I was speaking to one of the the ministers from one of these churches. He said, in the whole city he was in, he felt completely alone. They were having they were having um, secret church meetings. It was like being under the Romans, 
or, or, the, or the Red Chinese. They were meeting, they were meeting covertly in people's houses so that they didn't get caught by the authorities in Scotland, of all places. Have you, I mean, those are two songs which have a, an overtly Christian theme. Has there been a response in the churches in America to this? Um, you know, no. Um, you know, I do have uh, Christian followers and, and people that have connected with that message um, that have applied it to their own life, but I haven't seen any, any churches, you know, bring these songs in, into the actual church or anything like that. Disappointing, but not entirely surprising. There's a reluctance to to say these things, you know, because the, the verses of the songs uh, contradict the actual prayer. And I think that, you know, when when people connect with the songs and they realize what the song is saying, um, they might be, you know, might be afraid to say those things inside of the church. I don't know. If a church is worth anything, it's somewhere where truth is spoken. And... Um... On that, the, the, next, the, next, the next clip I've got uh, is, is some anti-fascist blues. Now, um, not only we, we also played this one on the column and, and loved it, and um, it's uh, like the blues. It's of, of, all, of all the pieces of music that I've heard from you, this is my personal favourite. Um, and I was doing a, 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 a speech at a conference in Scotland a few weeks ago about... Uh, about the new media versus the old media. And one of the things I was pointing out is that we have, the new media has certain things that the old media can't really match. Um, they've got all the money. BBC in, in the United Kingdom has a £5.1 billion annual uh, turnover, annual budget. Uh, and, and the UK column uh, doesn't. I said, but there's things that we can do that they can't do. Right? For example, we can go to demonstrations and be welcomed, and the BBC can't go there at all. Um, and we, we use humour, and they can't do this anymore. Humour's lost to them. It's a very humourless world when everything is to be condemned and everyone is to be controlled. There's no, there's, there are no laughs in that. So our side's got humour, and increasingly, music. So I was, I was making this point to, to a, a group of people in Motherwell, and I used anti-fascist blues. As, uh, as an example. And after I played the tune, after the talk, someone came up to me and said, you know, you were right about that. There was more truth in that song in three minutes than I've heard from the BBC in three years. Wow. Um, so uh, let's play a little clip and then I'll ask you to comment on the whole issue of telling the truth.
so it went through this song and it was it was truth telling after truth telling all the way through and and the the, the audience in Motherwell which is a long way from where you are and this is a song mostly about American politics um, really responded to it right it was a mostly Christian audience actually and um, they absolutely got it and uh, because I I think the honesty of it shone through so. This whole I, this whole idea of of being able to speak the truth via your music and it's not where you've come from. I mean, is is this is this something that you now hold as sort of as as an objective? Is this is this what you're looking to do? If you, if you listen to the songs in order as I release them over the last year and a half, there's a story that unfolds and. And honestly, I thought I was being careful with God help us all in the beginning. I knew I was going to upset people, but it was a, it was me venting and like I said, sort of praying through through music and my song and and I knew that rift was going to be created because I've been making music for for 20 years and I have I had a very diverse um fan base from tw- from collecting fans from 20 years. They they, they covered the spectrum of of people and and I loved that and I didn't like rocking the boat. Um but then when it came time for me to speak out and say what was important to me through my songs and I started getting labeled and backlash and I started looking at these conversations I was having with people that really should have known me and should have known what I was about and and th- to see them either shut you off completely or name call you um it, it i can't say it was surprising but it made me lean into it from one song to the next because then it was like okay well if that's what you think of me anyway then i'll just i'll push it a little bit more each time and so by the time i got to anti-fascist blues i mean the whole thing is that everybody that's calling somebody else a fascist they're the actual fascist when you look at that side of the politics they're the ones forcing you to the ground they're the ones telling you what to do what to think and how to feel where to go what the rules are and if you don't do them then you're you know you're the bad person but all all the while you know they're calling you the fascist or or the racist or the bigot or whatever the label is and so i just you know, really, the lyrics are just a list of their rules, and and there's there that's why there's so much truth to it because it, it it really is just what they say, you know, and and it and that's the crux of the song is is call everyone a fascist till they're all controlled. Yeah, well, it's a fun one to listen to, and the reason it resonates so well in Motherwell as well is is the nature of the struggle, the cultural war, if you like, is the same um, on both sides of the Atlantic. And we're facing exactly the same pressures, uh, the exactly the same controls, exactly the same use of language as a means of creating reality, not of describing it. The same slur words, um, the whole the whole thing. Um, and uh, having gone through this a little bit in terms of um, of, of of journalistic. Uh, telling of truth to power. Um, I, I I know that you do tend to lose some friends, but you get better ones in return. Mm-hmm. So this is this is it's definitely you're, de- you're trading up. I'm convinced you're trading up. 
I oh, also yeah. have to say that join jo join the resistance, join the resistance on government assistance. I think is possibly the best line I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, when because... I share that song online, and I do have someone from from the left listen to it, they don't. It doesn't compute in their brain. Somebody actually uh, analyzed that line, and they said, "Why would you resist government assistance?" <laughs> they they didn't understand what I was saying. They don't they don't get it. No, but it's no. I mean it's 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 so deeply true, and we we see this, you know, on a serious note, we see this all the way through society, certainly in Britain, where the change agents, the people who are morphing society into something completely different, uh, are all on government salaries, and they're embedded in the state. It's a long march through the institutions, and. Um, the people who are at the extreme end pushing it, yes, they are on government assistance. You know, they, they, this is this is exactly how the system works. You you, you mentioned that as the songs proceeded, you you got harder. You you went into it. Now, I I definitely saw this happening, um, particularly with the next clip I've got, which is "Sad Little Man," and. In Sad Little Man, I noticed two things that I, I thought had changed a little bit in, in your writing. One, it was angrier. It was, it was more like, I've, I've had enough of this now. Um, and also there was uh, an element of maybe more confidence that the side that are pushing all of these lies and all of these, uh, all of these rules and restrictions and it's all based on the claim that the science is dictating what we're doing. Um, their narrative was collapsing. I, it was. It was never. It was never sound. It was never good. But as time went on, more and more data came in. More and more evidence came in that showed that that the story just wasn't so, and the narrative, the state narrative, you know, the narrative from three weeks to flatten the curve to you know, your compliance will, will save you from, from death and destruction. And, um, and if, you, if you don't comply, you're going to kill grandma. The, that whole thing, that was, that was collapsing daily. And I think I saw that in the next song as well. So the next one's Sad Little Man. So when you got to that point, am I right in picking up both anger and also a kind of growing confidence? Am, am, I, am I correct in that? Yeah, I mean... I think that that was a, a, a crossover point for me um, because I had released, you know, those, the songs prior to that were me discovering really that other people felt the way I did because I didn't, I didn't ever speak out thinking at, in, in the beginning, it wasn't me going, people need to hear this. This was me venting through my music, just sort of, you know, God help us all, Jesus, what happened to us. Um, and then uh, I, I started feeling the pressure of the suppression and the silencing. YouTube was messing with my videos. I had released, um, that, that's when I sort of leaned into, I released, I will not be leaving quietly, which was really just sort of like, all right, I'm committing to this and um, I'm gonna stay till they kick me out. And, and then it sort of, yeah, it progressed because then I started looking at the characters that we're dealing with. And I wrote a song about Biden and then, and then followed that up with a song about Fauci. And, um, you know, that was a, 
that was a, a thing where I, I was like, oh, I'm really going to get in trouble for this one. And, um, you know, I, I, w- I was careful with the song. I, I, if you listen to the song, I don't say vaccines. I don't say Fauci. I was taking an artistic approach to it. But when you watch the video, his face is there, you know, and I knew, okay, this is pretty blatant. And the amount of support versus the amount of pushback um, was very surprising to me. Um, because I didn't expect that song to really, I wasn't sure what it was going to do, but it ended up really taking off. And that was where I crossed over into a new, a new platform of, uh, as, as a danger to society, so to speak, because Wikipedia soon after that deleted my, my five times August page that had been up for years and YouTube was started demonetizing my, my video and stuff. And. And that's when I sort of recognized, like, wow, I, you know, like, there's, there's really is still power to art that you can really make a difference yeah. and scare people with it. And, um, you know, that was, that was really uh, eye opening to me because, you know, it, it's, it had been a stair step up until that point. And, and I think I was getting more confident. Yeah. Well, here's a little clip of uh, the song that transformed you from songwriter to enemy of the state. Sad little man. <laughs> Sad little man, and he wants your kids. Some might live while the rest get sick. So put him to the test and listen for the yell. When the truth comes out, he's gonna burn in hell. Sad little man. Now, that was one of the cases where the video was a tremendous part of the whole, the whole production. Uh, there's a couple of bits I particularly loved in the video. Uh, one was when the, everyone was bowing down to Fauci, who was wearing clown shoes, but the, the robes then fell off and, and revealed what was underneath. And, and um, the other one was... Um, uh, his glasses were the were the all-seeing eyes off the dollar bill. Um, you know, I thought there was, there was touches like this that were just exquisite. Uh, is is this where does the graphics come from in all the video work? Is that you? Is that is that a, a some someone who works with you? No, that's me. That's me as well. And uh, I'm I'm grateful to know how to do that stuff. Um, that that that's sort of a skill set that's come along the way over the years um as i've needed visuals to go with my music but during during this time with these videos um they're really an extension of the song they're an extension of what i'm trying to say and i put so much effort into the details of that video um that you know you can watch it a few times and pick up on different little things um but uh yeah i mean it was just, you know, that was one of the things that was sort of felt like I was really pushing, pushing myself to the next stage of things because the song can be perceived as a threat, 
you know, they have had people that have aired that video that have had to sort of edit it and, and cut out certain scenes where like his head goes into the basket and um, they, you know, weren't sure what I was implying there. And, and um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just it's just interesting to say something that you, you feel like you need to get out there and um, and have people either connect with it or completely resent you for it. Um, but more so, and that's been the most revealing theme throughout the entire time releasing these songs is, like you said, it's it's a trade up. Is that, you know, every fan that I lost early on, and 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 when I started speaking out, has been replaced by ten to twenty to thirty new people that have discovered and agree with what I'm saying, and that to me represents the state of the world more than what you see on the TV. You know, I've been at events now where. It's been a fantastic rally and we've all spoken up together and it's been like a uh, like something that you would expect to see. I don't know, a 60s love fest where people are just hanging out, hugging each other, embracing each other. The diversity is there. It's a great day. And then you read the article about how it's represented, you know, how they represent it in the, in the news the next day. Like the L.A. Times, the, the article they put out after... Um, the defeat the mandates rally in LA. Um, you know, there's 10 to 15,000 people there. And then they say hundreds of people gather at this, you know, extremist rally. And it's absurd. And, and I've seen it, you know, I've watched my life transform and get wrapped and entangled in that, that, um, there's no going back now because I've witnessed it. I've lived it. And I, and I hope that the people that have followed me or that have, that have uh, bailed on me in the beginning, hopefully I, I, I hope they come back around and realize, oh, wow, yeah, I watched it happen to him. You know, I knew who he was before and I watched this all happen. The hugging, uh, the UK column can attest to this. Uh, we, we went up to London. Uh, for one of the big uh, anti-lockdown rallies. And there must have been, it was at least half a million people. It may have been a million. It was somewhere in that sort of range. This vast, vast sea of people going from Hyde Park and, and, and finishing at, at, uh, in front of the parliament. And um, the BBC didn't mention it. It just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and... You know, we turned up and literally spent three hours just hugging people uh, and just you know, people thanking us for, for the, the broadcast and for keeping them sane. That's the phrase that keeps coming forward. You, you, we love what you do. You keep us sane. And all it is yeah. is some people unafraid speaking truthfully and normally. That's, that's it. There's, there's no magic to it. It's, uh, it's, it's the normality of it, I think, that keeps people sane. And they realize they're not alone. Um, and you, I, I've seen you doing live performances uh, in, in various places in America, and um, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this as well. You know, what, what, sort of, what sort of feedback have you got from your audience when you've done these live, live spots on, uh, at protest days? It's been great. I mean, I'm meeting a whole new group of people that have discovered my music from the last year. but. The difference is now is when I connect with a new listener and I meet them, 
we're on the same plateau. It's like we understand each other, you know, we're both going for the same thing. It's a, it's a partnership. You know, I can create something and put it out in the world and, and they have now have a tool to use to speak their mind. And, um, there's an appreciation there because when, when I, when I do a rally, I'm thanking everybody for showing up. I'm so happy that they've, they've made the effort to come out. They're happy I'm there playing, but I'm happy they're just, they've made the effort to get off their couch because that's what we all have to do. That's what I've, you know, when you mentioned how the BBC won't air that, you know, you've seen that the mainstream media has ignored worldwide rallies for the last two years. And there have been incredible, incredible rallies. And uh, that was one of the things that drove me to make the I will not be leaving quietly video was it was all protest signs and footage from protests from Oracle Films. They had given me some access to their footage and um, I flipped it together because these signs are out there. These this message is out there. These groups and rallies are out there and people need to know they're happening. And ironically enough, like the, that video and uh, the latest video, which was similar, is a lot of footage from protests. Uh, Fight for you. That video as well has been flagged for medical misinformation based solely on, you know, the the protest signs that are in the videos. And uh, Re- really, just, seriously, yeah, Damn, oh yeah, sad man. little man I, I, is flagged as as medical misinformation. So I I can't really even make you know the the YouTube ad rev that you know you'd think you would make because these videos they are being suppressed like and i've seen it happen but the fact that like they'll flag it for medical misinformation is absurd because when i've had these back and forth with with google support asking you know what's the medical misinformation well they don't really tell you what the medical misinformation is they just don't like it you know and they don't want people uniting when they see people hugging when they see people thinking for themselves, they don't want to call attention to that because that goes against what they're trying to do. They want us separated and apart. So we have to just keep trudging through and, and embracing one another, supporting one another. One of the presenters on the column um, has actually, is actually with us because of a song that she did. This is uh, Katie Jo Murphan, who was who had a. Uh, uh, a career on the West End stage and all the big musicals and you know Cats and all of this and Grease and all uh, these these types of things you know big uh, West End stage productions um, and she was a big fan of Dolly Parton and Dolly Parton made a, a pro-vaccine song to the tune of Jolene um, Katie Joel was so offended that she put on a blonde wig and and supplemented her, her natural attributes and did a, a parody song back. And, and we clocked this and set up an interview with her. And then when, when I got to talk to her, I found out that she'd been, you know, she'd been fight, fighting uh, oppressive government in various forms for um, many, many years in many, many ways. So we had a huge amount to talk about. Um, so she ended up uh, presenting with us on UK Column News. Now, this, this, the next song that I want to play a clip from here is the one you just mentioned there, I, I, I Fight For You. I will fight for you. Um, this is the one where, dear Katie, I, I sent it to Katie Jones, so we're going to be talking about this on 
uh, on, on the news uh, on Monday, have a listen. Right? And she came back and said, I was in tears. Um, and um, when we played it live, um, she, burst up, she burst into tears again. I actually couldn't contain the emotion. This really, really spoke to her. And I think the bit that got her was the whole position of children in this and mm -hmm. the responsibility that parents have uh, to defend their children. So we've got a little clip and then we'll, we'll come back to that. So to every single mother, father, stand up for your sons and daughters. Do not back down, don't let up. You are all they have for armor. So make this a war to win. Look in their eyes and tell them that I will always fight for you. I will stand guard at the gate. And I will not give up on you I will stop each shot they take Yes, I will always fight for you I will always fight for you So that's the one that got Katie Joel. She couldn't quite listen to that without a tear welling up. Um, and it's it's the fact it's the fact that she's a mother. It's the fact it's about kids. Um, There's obviously a driver for you too. Do you have do you have um, children? Yes, I have three kids, and my wife has been involved in the medical freedom movement for since our first son was born. He who's ten now, but he was um, he had issues after his some of his early childhood uh vaccines and he still sort of deals with them today so that was already in our psyche when the covid vaccination conversation came up we already were aware of of what these things can do and uh it's that's the thing that really has driven me that's been the backbone is is that that really pushed me over the line uh, with speaking out was what kind of world am I going to leave behind for my kids? What are we doing to the next generation, the next several generations? How badly have we ruined it for them? And uh, that's where that song sort of came. I had wanted to write something to the parents for the kids for a while because that's what I am. I'm a parent and I'm fighting for my kids. And um, uh yeah, I mean, that song is just, it's just a message, you know, that we all should be fighting for this, this future generation, our, our little babies, because they're going to have a Whoa. tough time. When you uh, first um, launched that, uh, it had a, uh, just a, a single graphic, which was one of Bob Moran's cartoons. Uh, Bob Moran's also a, a big favourite of the UK column. Uh, we follow his work and, and talk about it frequently. Um, and uh, I saw that he put out uh, a cartoon a few days ago, uh, which was a, a man coming out of the vaccination clinic and clutching his chest and falling to the ground. And there he sees a light and, the, and, and he's told, 
go towards the light, and when it goes towards the light, it's a warning triangle. Uh, and it, it uh, says this is this is medical misinformation, and experts assure you that uh, vaccines are safe and effective. And and he put this cartoon out, and Instagram flagged it for medical misinformation, <laughs> and uh, put a put a tag on it to say you have to go to this page to get uh, information on COVID nineteen vaccination. Which, mm -hmm. which which Bob rather loved because it, it kind of made his point for him. Yeah, that sounds uh, about the, right. The, <laughs> the, there are there are there are many um, there are many uh, humorous moments in this fight because a lot of what we're up against is ridiculous in many ways, uh, and there are many joyful moments where you see people standing up and 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 showing each other. Care and love and and regard and and conquering the fear. Um, the the fear is still there and it's very substantial, and I see it's being reignited, ready for the winter season again. So we're not through. I'm 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 sure there'll be many more songs you'll have to write before we're through this. Um, how how do you see the position at the moment uh, in America and and elsewhere? How do you see the the, the fight for uh, what you might call liberty, what you might call, you might, some might call it traditional values, some might call it faith, some might call it liberty, some might call it, um, uh, it's, it's, it's simple common sense. Um, how, how do you see this, this, the state of play in America uh, fighting for these ideas against the government and pharma and the, the, the media system that are pushing a, a line of of constant fear and constant restriction on, on your movement. Yeah, I think, well, I hope that America gets off our butt. We've been sort of behind on standing up. We're very complacent and lazy. And there, are, there have been some times where I've shown up to rallies and wondered, you know, where is everybody? Because I've been paying attention. If you pay attention to what's happened around the world and not just, you know, in, in America, then you see what is happening, what's coming our way. Um, I think I'm very, you know, for, I posted this the other day online. It was a, basically just that, honestly, I'm very glad to be alive during this time. And I think we were all sort of meant to live through this time for better or worse, um, what you guys are doing. And, uh, what other artists are doing and, and everybody who's speaking out as a warrior during this time. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's been so revealing that you, for all the darkness and insanity that's covered the last two years, there has to be a light on the other side. And I remain optimistic about that. I think that we will reach that light. I don't know when we will, but I think, um, you know, as long as we continue to to stand up, I think that 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 is continuing to build. I think the longer it goes, there's no way you can continue to deny what what they've done and and how bad it's been and the lies that have been put into place. But we do have to battle through a lot of people's uh, cognitive dissidents and things like that. They don't want to. You, if if you spent the last year telling people, um you know, some of the, the meanest things you could ever say to people because they wouldn't wear a mask or because they wouldn't get vaccinated. And, and, and you stood up for, 
you know, we've got to save every, every, you know, any life we can. And then you turn around and you tell the people that didn't do what you said that you hope they die. By the time it comes back around and you realize, oh, they, they're still here. And all the things that I believed in have now shifted into, uh, because, because the science changed or whatever. Um, we still believe what we believed in the beginning. That has not moved. And I think that we, you stay the course and you continue plowing through. Um, you know, we've withstood trillions and trillions of dollars of propaganda. And, you know, that snowball is going to continue to build until it, until it rolls and the whole thing crumbles, uh, the whole narrative crumbles. So I, I remain optimistic about things. I just don't know how long it's going to take to get there. We too remain optimistic, and we also feel it's, there's a lot of road still to travel. Uh, the <clears throat> uh, the uh, generation of kind of wall-to-wall media coverage supporting the narrative was a thing to behold. Um, certainly in Britain, uh, during the lockdown, uh, government essentially owned every media outlet, not just the BBC, which is directly owned, uh, but via advertising revenue, everything else. I mean, it, it would have been financial suicide for a newspaper in Britain at that time to take a stand against the COVID narrative. Now, it may well have also been the making of them, and it would have been a wonderful story, because the stories they have to tell, we've been telling it for two years. Uh, but none of them did. None of them had the guts to do, to do that. And we've seen on a variety of topics from 9-11 onwards, the mainstream media failing to have the guts to ask the questions and follow the evidence and essentially do their job. Um, and uh, you as an artist have been doing that, your job uh, of telling the truth and doing partly their job as well. So, you know, for that, Brad, uh, we thank you. And for being uh, the UK Columns soundtrack to the COVID years, we really thank you for that as well. And uh, whilst I hope you have every success in your career, I hope not too much more of it has to be uh, concerning um, COVID restrictions and similar insanity. But uh, I suspect we may be hearing from you on these subjects for some time to come. They're definitely not, not, I'm not done yet. So we've got a few more songs <laughs> coming out, um, finishing those up. But truly, I thank you guys for your support. I thank you for having me on today. And um, I'm, I'm just so grateful for anybody who's, who's uh, supported these songs over the last year and a half. And, and uh, yeah, there, there's more to come. For sure. And Brad, uh, for all the people who want to find your work and, and listen to this wonderful music, how do they, how do they locate it on, on the web? You can visit my website. It's fivetimesaugust.com. It's all spelled out, F-I-V-E, timesaugust.com. You can sign up for the mailing list there. All the videos are up and uh, got shirts over there and I'm on all of the social media platforms until they kick me off just look for at five times August and um, you know Twitter Instagram Facebook getter gab truth I'm on all those things so that's where to find me
Oh, and final question. Why, why is it called Five Times August? So Five Times August sort of came from my birthday, August 5th. I didn't want to go by Brad Skistimus when I was starting out. I thought my last name would be too confusing for people to remember. So I sort of came up with this little name, Five Times August, that stuck through all these years. That's where it came from. Okay, well, uh, that was lovely. Thanks again, Brad. And uh, we'll uh, watch uh, that site for more, more wonderful content. And uh, we'll be talking about it on UK Call News.